There is a fifth dimension. A dimension of sound. Damn it, Frank! We tell him to be quiet. I spill my hot cup of Uranus again. A dimension of sight. Hey, Arch. I'm gonna sock you in the puss. A dimension of mind. Nan Adams, is that you? Ah! Ah! Next stop, the Twilight Zone. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the fifth <laughs> oh, dimension shit, of the Twilight Zone podcast. <laughs> uh, I am your host, Nick. Uh, the person you hear, of course, is Triv, who is uh, making herself into a, a Buddhist. She has four arms now, or maybe she's an octopus. I don't know. Like you do eight strange. arms. I can only do four right now. Um, we're back. <laughs> we're back, of course, <laughs> to uh, talk to Twilight Zone. Uh, you know, of course, Rod Sterling's famous TV series that you know did things with certain certain people and certain drivers, and you know, people die. Some people travel back in time thirty years to see their family. You know, that type of thing. So um, today we're going to talk an episode that probably precludes like last week's episode we're gonna see where it's gonna head but it's not what i would call peak twilight zone it's kind of just kind of it is what it is so we'll top find it we'll find out where we you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah top 10 oh, right below are we gonna have Kansas trouble Green. with the countdown here gents because i will smack a bitch if y'all get too crazy i don't top know 10 on the second page <laughs> <laughs> that, but that joke just messed with my temple 10 so. good <laughs> i have not done anything to your templeton sir <laughs> so yeah yeah so before we begin we're on audio feeds like you know uh anchor and itunes and google play and amazon music but uh we're back we're back again we we have some fun uh co-hosts with us and that of course is uh jacob who is uh the eyeball of this group he uh he sees everything and he uh will focus on life and i don't know where i'm going with this i'm really tired of people me either. Uh, no, anyways, You're really setting this up. I know. Damn. I don't have any, don't have any jokes tonight. Focusing I, on life and you know seeing all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've fallen. I've fallen from grace as a co-host or a host. You're good. Would you stop it, you dork? Anyways, how you doing, Jacob? How's how's uh, Jeff? How's Jurassic Park? How's how's life? How, how you Jeff's doing? Good. Well, you know, life uh, finds a way. <laughs> oh, it actually says life finds a way on it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm good. It's all good. You know, just yeah, chilling, yeah. doing my thing, getting ready for my stuff. I'm going to do tomorrow, and and watching some Twilight Zone, and here to talk about this fantastical episode. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 a it's a winner. It's, it's a humdinger. Uh, it is a humdinger. Good um, use of words. Right. Speaking of humdinger words, uh, Triv, you're here too. How you doing? How's uh, life? You know, did you find a way? I, I I like to hope I did, but uh, at present I I cannot honestly answer that uh, in any answer other than fish. Is the answer fish or perhaps forty two? Um, forty two sure. fish. Yeah, that's possible. You just gotta think. For, you gotta Dolphins. think for all the fish. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks <clears throat> and all for all the fish. Is there is Earth in trouble? Possibly. Do you need a blanket. I do. In a towel. Yes, I need the a towel. towel. Yeah. Is Alan Rickman is Alan Rickman available? I wish. I don't feel like digging him up. <laughs> Dig him up. We'll just go back in time. We'll just we'll just take the the premise of this episode and go back in time and revisit Alan Rickman as he was doing the but voice of whatever he, robot that was. Did he go over Mar- or, uh, Not Marvin. What Martin? No. What the hell was his name? I don't know. You're the, the you're, robot. You're the, yeah, the robot uh, was it? Was it Galaxy? Whatever it is. Was it? Marvel? Yeah, he was the he was the robot. Know. He was the no, no, robot. I know, I know, I know the character, but I'm thinking Marvin the Martian. But that's is it Marvin the robot? <laughs> no, well, I had to look this Marvin. up. What was this? I think so. Uh, no, I can't, I can't remember. And I've read all those books. I have too. Guide I can't remember. <clears throat> What's like, the name just... of the book? <laughs> the Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's Guide to the, to the Galaxy. Yeah, I can never remember. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, oh my god, there's a lot of words in this. The, Douglas, I was looking up uh, Hitchhiker's Guide, and there's like a six thousand page diatribe about oh, Hitchhikers, sure. and there's not I characters. Was gonna say, I remember Zephod Beeblebrox. I just can't remember the name of the damn, you know, sad robot. Uh, who's the robot in Hitchhikers? There's a much easier way to this. <laughs> IMDb to IMDb. Marvin is called Marvin the Paranoid Android. Oh, that's right, Marvin. Hell yeah, yeah. Woo-hoo. Whoops. Yeah, I didn't think Don't it was forget Marvin. to bring a towel. Hell yeah, bitches! 
Never forget your tail. We should probably get into the actual episode, though, gents. This is more interesting. We want to talk about hitchhikers. <laughs> we have to talk about it a little bit. People are showing up specifically to hear us talk about this. Uh, are they are you sure about that? I, mean, I think I, I think I actually should edit out the actual episode and just put in all the crazy outtakes that we put in. Put a lot of work into to that. I mean, <laughs> oh god, I, mean, I could just go off. I could just go porn, 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 porn. I mean, you do that anyway, so it's not it's not unique. You need to do unique stuff. Unique New York, unique New York, unique New York, New York. All right, fine. Let's talk about this episode. Um, this episode is uh fine. The end. Um, where do we rank this? Uh, number forty-five. Good. No, no, I'm kidding. Damn. Uh, we are we are on episode forty-five. By the way, it's crazy how fast. Like we like we're almost at episode fifty. It's crazy. We're almost a year into this podcast, which is even crazier to think about. But today we're talking about The Trouble with Templeton, which is season two, episode nine, uh, directed by Buzz Killick, uh, written by E. Jack Newman. Buzz Killick? <laughs> Buzz, Buzz Killick. Yeah, Buzz Killick. Yeah, Buzz, Buzz Killick. That's a great name. Killing know, right? Like E. Jack Newman. E. Jack? E. Jack Newman? Newman! <laughs> uh production code 173 original air date december 9th 1960 i'm starting to wonder if christmas holiday season uh ross and crew just took a break like we'll write the simplest scripts and the, the stupidest scripts in december and just kind of run with it but the episode stars brian ahern pippa scott sydney pollock dave wilcox and king calder love king calder that's a great name uh, so is wilcox so you go for the you go for the low-hanging fruit i go Hey, you know what sounds good? King Calder and Trev's like, I want that King Cox. <laughs> no, King I want that Cox. Wilcox. Yeah, Wilcox. Not King Cox. <laughs> it's actually David and, David Willock. And the King Cox. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that low-hanging King Cox. Yeah. <laughs> hey, at least I'm honest. Eh, yeah, at least you're honest. Then we'll go with that. So, Trouble Templeton. Um, this is an episode that's really weird. It's what a way to put it. Yeah, it's not what I would call the most uplifting. It's a very depressing episode, but it like <laughs> I, I don't think this is structured very well, to be fairly honest. I think the way the story plays out is it's the one thing that, that Twilight Zone is very good at is giving us a story in 24 minutes that has a beginning, middle and end and does it kind of in a very structured sense. It makes sense. I don't think any of the stuff that is in the middle of this episode, and we'll talk about it, makes any sense whatsoever. I know what they're going for, but like the way it ends and it just, I, I don't know. We'll talk about it. Do you guys remember this episode at all? Do you remember anything about it? Cause this is a very, like what I would call low grade Twilight Zone episode. Probably not a lot of people remember this at all. Nope. I remembered it when it got towards the end. Um, I, I remembered watching it at some point on a marathon, but like from the name and from like the first, you know, up to the 22 minute mark. I had no idea. Is that, do um, you find that, I know Jacob, you say, you know, a lot of these episodes, you've, it's been a while since you watched them, but do you think it's a problem when an episode <laughs> like this is just not rememberable? Is not anything special? Like, yep. I don't know. What's that? <laughs> say, yep. yep. <laughs> I mean, there's I mean, been plenty of episodes I didn't remember right out the gate, but maybe after watching it, I was like, ah, vaguely, vaguely remember seeing this. I don't remember anything about yeah. it, but I remember vaguely seeing it at some point. This one, don't remember shit. I mean, so much yeah, so that I wonder if I missed a DVD when I rented the set from Netflix all those years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Back when you had discs sent to you. Like, like it's funny, too, because I can remember let's say seasons one through 10 pretty well the simpsons but like this episode like the rest of them i'm like i don't know maybe i saw that at one point <laughs> i don't know anymore but it's just it's just weird how like you could have such you could have three great episodes and then just like two meandering episodes and then go back to a great episode and just like you're sitting here going really this is what this is uh, i don't know like i said 36 episodes 32 episodes in a season you're always gonna have a, a few clunkers but <sighs> this one feels like if you look at like um so shows bland. like Walking Dead, well, it it feels like a yeah. filler episode. Like, look at Walking yeah. Dead. There's there's the there are the, and we've had this conversation. There are those episodes like those. Too. Yeah, but you have those amazing episodes that define what what the series is, and then you have like that one episode where it's like, where the hell did this come from? Like, did they feel mm. the need to to have something in between? 
what the hell with is the walking this? dead you have season one it's like wow and then you have everything else yeah. <laughs> it's just like why is this here <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's this episode because like it starts out with like templeton in his room getting his tie and he sees his i guess his wife his much younger yeah, wife out wife, flirting yeah. with the jig <laughs> it says in wikipedia flirting with a gigolo i like that <laughs> Yeah, pool. that dude's banging your wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there wasn't even a question of that. Yeah. And he it's like how shit. he just doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care. He's like, I think that's his butler or whatever he's talking to, and the butler's like, you know, <laughs> you know, he's like reminiscing about like his wife Laura and just this whole idea of just like, you know, I don't really care. Do what you need to do, and then he talks about you know going to be uh the, like his new play and stuff that he's going to work on and. You know, he's going to go Viagra. there. Yeah, it takes yeah. his Viagra. Maybe that's what he's missing. He's missing it. Maybe that middle act is his Viagra. I, I don't well, that's know. That's what he says. It. He says, until this, you know, stops working, then she just won't care about me at all. I'm like, what is that? Is that a little blue pill with a V on it? <laughs> well, it's the wrong shape, though. It's not triangular. Okay, so we learn a little bit about Templeton. His name's Booth. That's that's all we really learn. We learn that he is You very much remembering his wife. He's very depressed. He's very sad and wife. lonely. Yeah, yeah, his dead wife. wife, I should say. Not not his wife that's banging the gigolo, but um he he basically goes to the theater to rehearse first rehearsal, and that's uh when Stanley uh Sidney Pollock's character comes up and he he's playing the director. And um man, the director's Pollock. kind of an asshole. Yeah, he, he bitch slaps him basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is where we met Sid, Sid Sperry, he's played by King Calder, and you know, he's he's financing this play, and you know, uh Booth is of course the one performing and stuff like that. He's the the thespian as he comes off in this episode, and I don't but know. He's not like a bad guy. Like he doesn't come off like a dick. Like he's not he, like the dude. No, who... he just comes off a guy that just has been through a lot in his life, and yeah, he's very he depressed. Got the time and, wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's got the time wrong and stuff like that, and you know, his, the world has beaten him down since he's been you know without his wife and stuff like that, and it's. It's fine. Like actually, at this up to this moment, until we get really close to the act break, I was I wasn't hating this episode. It just it's when we get to that middle act that it just it feels like the episode just completely completely falls apart, like under its buckles, under its own weight of what it's trying to do. I actually felt sorry for him at that point. Yeah, they're like going off on him and talking shit about him, and like clearly talking shit directly about him. And you could tell he's like, "What? I I thought I was on time." And you can tell he's sincere, and the dude's just like. He's like the old guy who's like been left behind by like all the other people in the cast are like younger and he's just kind of like there because he has prestige, but nobody really respects him, even though they should because he's been in the game for a long time. That's that's the funny part is you like you sit here and watch this and then, you know, after Cindy Pollock's character yells at him, he runs out because he's just he I guess, you know, if you've ever been yelled at or you, you're very um What's that word called? Meek. I guess you're. I guess you're very meek. I guess he's kind of meek in a lot of respects. Now that I think about it, he walks. He it like runs meek out. And night. <laughs> meek and night. It was a night. Uh, but meek. He, uh, but he runs out and he runs out inside and people are clapping uh, at him. Um, so that's weird. And he runs in the street and he sees um, older cars. So purely, uh, purely, Nan Adams is traveling back to the past. Or I guess I don't know. Um, he reads a sign that says 1927 and a play called The Great Seed. Um, but before all of that, Mr. Sterling had some words for us. Yes. Oh, yeah, he probably did. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> I think I even wrote it down that Rod Sterling comes in at some point. He came uh, five, five minutes in is when he shows up. So yeah, well, like half, later and later. It's actually he, he weird because like, he, he comes in like I think the act break is at about 10 minutes and he doesn't come in until about five minutes in. It's right um, when they leave it, leave the bedroom after he takes his Viagra. Yeah. That's when he steps into frame. <laughs> Do you think Ross Sterling, like like in the Twilight Zone world, he's just kind of sitting there waiting. He's like, yeah, he's like, can you get on with it? Leave. I want to yeah, do my part so I can take lunch. <laughs> <laughs> he's not even. He's actually not even smoking a cigarette in this episode too, which is kind of strange. Like he's usually he's has not. a cigarette in his hand. He's, he's now he's just kind of stiff as a board. <clears throat> uh, yeah, but okay. Really he says please present for your consideration mr booth templeton serious and successful star of over 30 broadway plays who is not quite all right today 
Yesterday and its memories is what he wants, and yesterday is what he'll get. Soon, his years and his troubles will descend on him in an avalanche. In order not to be crushed, Mr. Booth Templeton will escape from his theater and his world and make his debut on another stage in another world that we call the Twilight Zone. Yeah, even over narration is like... <laughs> it promises things that I don't this this like uh, just up front this episode kind of left me feeling a certain way but like I don't even really feel like up front we get like there's a lot promised but I don't think that they deliver as much you know one thing they delivered on though what's that boobs this one was unfortunately no this <laughs> one was not shot on video yes <laughs> oh yeah thank god that's like it's a saving grace of this <laughs> is um like I said, if the last week's episode had been shot on film, it probably would have been a lot better episode. But yeah, that that's the problem with this episode. And I, I did skip, unfortunately, the opening narration. But it's like he's looking, he's in 1927. I think it's a stagehand or something like that. He's like, you know, talking about his wife. Is it Freddie? Um, Freddie? H- Basically. H- is that a speakeasy? Yeah, speakeasy. Yeah, speakeasy. Yeah, yeah. And then he runs off and that's when the act break happens. But like I said, this this stuff right here is fine because you think it's going to lead to something interesting. You know, it does, you, you're not really sure if it's going to lead to like time travel or it's going to lead to like something that he remembers from his past or something like that. And I was like, you know what? For this first act, uh, it's not that bad. It's it's an interesting kind of way to, you know, look at look at your your past and how you view life and like how your regrets and everything. And then the second act happens, which we'll talk about, but I mean, do you guys agree or are you just bored at this point? Like where did you guys feel in this first act without knowing what was coming next? Not knowing what was, well, like you said, what not knowing what was coming next, you kind of did kind of have that thing of, okay, I, I don't know. You, you, I kind of had that thought, okay, he's going to walk in and being that they're talking so much about memory, she's going to turn out to be like, completely different than what he remembers she's gonna be you know either super snobby or she's gonna be like complete you know just just nothing of what he loved because he had like those moments in his mind and he caught her in a moment. glasses type of thing yeah exactly exactly and not to say that she was bad but just you know she wasn't gonna be like what he remembered mm-hmm. i'm with you i thought that the first half of the episode was fine i mean i was okay where are we going i mean it wasn't like amazing but it was it was fine it was normal average twilight zone it really depended on what was going to happen um when he got back in the 30s i didn't or the 20s i wasn't sure what was going to happen i figured it was going to be something like he was going to go back and i didn't think she was going to be a dick but i thought like he was going to go back and see her and i don't know maybe get some new lease on life or stay there or something like that i didn't know but yeah up to to the the halfway point when he goes back in time it's like okay where are we going from here Right. This is cool. I, I mean, I'm fine with it. No, What's agreed. Next? I mean, it was an open, it was an open, an open book, which was nice because you don't always get that. Sometimes yeah. you get the, this is the way that it's going. This is what's going to happen. And that's all there is to it. Yeah. And it's, um, it's interesting to see like how, you know, when Ross certainly passes off his stories, how they kind of arc differently than when he writes something. Cause there's just, there's something about the cadence that Rod Sterling creates in his stories that you don't get from like the other writers, like E. Jack Newman or something like that. And <laughs> like, I, I, I think he wrote the, the lateness of the hour. There's just, there's something I, it's hard to explain, but it's just the way it's written just doesn't feel like anything that Rod Sterling would ever put together. And I know he has a hand in a lot of the stuff that's written and stuff like that, but it just, I don't know. It's we, We'll talk about the second, second act. This isn't going to be a very long episode to talk about, but you know, this guy's like running across the street to uh, Iachina's Freddie Iachina's uh, speakeasy, which at first maybe I, I, I guess 1927, you're, you're thinking of bootlegging and stuff like that. So I didn't really put that together until, you know, Freddie opens the door and lets him in. And of course, Templeton's like excited to see him and stuff like that. And, you know, it's cool to like, you know, they can, they, the, because they have at least a decent budget for this episode, like the, the world that is speakeasy is a lot of fun. But when you get into the speakeasy, when he sees Laura and he sees his, um, who's the other guy's it's name? His, his friend, I think. Yeah. Who, I'm trying, who I wrote, cares? <laughs> Bonnie, his, Bonnie his, Fluger. His, his name was the other guy. His other wife is fucking. I don't even. Charles. Um. 
Charles. Yeah, oh, sorry, is, no, Barney. Like Barney. Yeah, Barney. Sorry. Uh, he looks more like a Charles. He doesn't go Charles. His, his real name was Charles. His, his stage Charles name seems like the name of somebody your wife's cheating on you with <laughs> in, in 1927. Yeah. <laughs> They they did go uh, all out for the uh, speakeasy Charles. though. Like there was a lot of there was a lot of character to it. It had a lot of cool elements. That's yeah, a big set I, too, relatively speaking. Right. The, the, this is where the problems start coming into effect. Um, he walks in there. He sees his wife. He starts talking to her. She seems really disinterested. She's like, "Have fun, you know. Let's let's have a steak. Let's dance." And his friend comes over. His you know her it's sugar juicy. daddy or yes, the guy on the side is juice. <laughs> and steak. um the steak is the kansas city it's juicy it's so juicy she goes well, she really she gets kind of creepy she's like has some of the steak has some of the steak baby it's so juicy <laughs> oh, doesn't have a roofie in it i swear <laughs> but but that's the that's the problem like when she's talking and you can see that there's something off and the, the rose tinted glasses with her and stuff like that maybe she, this is how she really was but none of this was interesting at all to me personally. None of it felt unique or exciting or had any like real charisma to it. It just felt like <clears throat> this guy is seeing how the world really was or how it is to, you know, a guy that's lonely and it, like it's supposed to change his personality. And I don't know. Why do you think know. that he saw her that way or saw her in his memory that way as opposed to how she was? I mean, if you think about it, if you go back and think about your life, like your when you were a kid and stuff like that, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel, but you always you always talk about how we had it good when we were younger. But if you go back and actually, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You go back and actually go. Well, that's what that's my point. Like some people go back. Oh, yeah, you had so much better in the 80s and 90s or whatever. I'm like, if you go back without the rose tinted glasses or you go back and like, you know, like your favorite movie or something like that, you go back and watch it. It's not as good as you remember it it's terrible actually you know the 90s and 80s had their problems and stuff like that and they're well, every era reason. does and that that's the but thing people, like, people don't want to see that that way no, it's like that is yeah true. that is true I, I, when, when i was looking at this i almost took it as you know you have those those memories of like those really awesome moments but you know you catch someone any of us you catch oh, any of us on a bad day or you know, an off day or you know just a random day you might see things that you know, from a different perspective, from, you know, that outside of it that, you know, you may not see things that you like, but that's all of us, you know, we can't all have, you know, a smiley face on all the time. We're not, even though our cores are, <laughs> that's creepy, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the cores of who we are don't change, but the, you know, we deal with situations that, you know, you know, have a bad day or whatever it might be, you know, and the thing about time travel if you wanted to look at it from a realistic perspective is you don't know what you're going to come down into i thought um i don't know maybe it was a reflection of who he was maybe he was he remembers it that way because he was wasn't really involved it seems like she was off doing her own thing all the time and he was so focused on his career he didn't even notice her and what was Possibly. going on with her so she was kind of like not happy but she wasn't like just outwardly in his face doing these things. And he just had his trophy wife or whatever, who provided what he wanted at the time. So he thought, Oh, everything's perfect. But now, you know, he's not that guy anymore. He seems like, yeah, I do this job now because it's just what I always do. But back then he was probably like really into it. You know, he was mm -hmm. the big booth Templeton Broadway star and uh, now he's not. So he has the different mindset. So coming into it, it is a rose tinted glasses thing. I mean, he comes into it and he remembers it that way because he wasn't around. He wasn't there. He was doing his thing. And she's now he's saying, oh, shit, this is how you really were. Right. The the well, women then. didn't the women that he attracts didn't change. He did. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's interesting if you think about it. Um, but she like she's like fanning herself with a with a um, a script, which is really kind of a foreshadow for the the end and it's really convenient and he finally like tries to get her to leave and she won't do it and she wants to you know be a flapper or whatever and dance the night away which is you know what young people did back in that you know any young person does they want to go out and have fun and party or whatever they want to do and he just finally gives up and leaves and all of a sudden they stop doing what they're doing and everything goes black to black like his memories fading away or something like that or a play 
when I've yeah seen yeah things. exactly but did did you guys find that like good at all i mean did you find that like it was getting to a point where it's just like eh, what <laughs> like it doesn't really it doesn't really it's so quick and so jarring that it just it starts to kind of un- uninform the whole entire episode which you know like i said about seeing things from a different perspective when you're younger than when you're older and it's just i don't know i never felt like that was ever doing his job well, properly part of it is right after that if you go a little bit further before we talk about that to where he goes mm-hmm. back inside the studio or the, the the wherever he's at back to this time and he finds a script that has like it tells what's going to happen next and all this and that's when yeah. he's like it's all scripted or whatever i guess i was wondering was what was the show trying to say was it all scripted was it fake to get him in line was it I mean, was it Viagra? his wife was there? Like so there Viagra? Some, yeah, <laughs> Viagra induced <laughs> hallucination. <laughs> Maybe that. Um, but like, wh- why did he really go back in time? I mean, that was his wife, unless it was a lookalike or something. Wh- was it all because when he, like you said, when he left the room, it like you know fade to black. Everybody stopped like at the end of a scene for a play or something, and. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure what the show was trying to say or the story was trying to say there because it didn't make a lot of sense. And it's the Twilight Zone. It doesn't have to make sense. Mm-hmm. But there has to be a certain or there can be a level of mystique to it. But I feel like there has to be a certain level of sense within the world they've created. And I didn't I don't know, man, because, OK, it was if it was all scripted, how did they get his wife who's dead and all these younger people that he knows. <laughs> I don't know. What are, what are you guys' thoughts on that? That's that's probably the thing about the episode that really perplexed me the most. I would agree. I You could look at it a couple different ways if it is a very straightforward type of thing. Like, what was the episode that had a very straightforward ending that was recent? Was it um not the Nick of Time? Yeah. yeah, what was the Nick of Time? Like, where it was uh. just you know oh yeah it, yeah yeah it wasn't right. it wasn't from that perspective it wasn't like all kinds of crazy it was just you know random answers like a horoscope type of a thing you could look at it that way and go okay they went through this i mean i think the episode is trying to imply that they set up this massive illusion with people that he knew and maybe like being that he thought he was back in time which i'm not sure why your head would automatically go there um he kind of yeah exactly he kind of like superimposed his memories of those people over top of the people that were there kind of because it is i mean even in the guide it's implied that um the the people they're acting are acting you know are are doing an acting role like the way that they describe the like his wife like pippa scott when it starts to fade out you see her kind of drop away like they describe it as you know she goes from being all happy and giddy to being very sad and the fact very about the fact that she had to be rude and all that stuff which i'm not sure i didn't get that were they saying that his life always what everything around him always was an act no no just for that one bit like they set that up to make him realize that hey you know don't look back look ahead you know the that going back what what it was something like you know, we always talk about going back. Well, there's a reason why you shouldn't go back is basically what they were trying to say. But it wasn't that but strong of a message. And it seems like if that's what they did, they were depending on a whole lot of things, cha- leaving a lot of yeah. things to chance. Yeah, it didn't really, <laughs> it didn't really do that. stick anything. No, <laughs> it, was just... it was just a random series of things like, you know, life wasn't necessarily worth living for him, but. How did seeing his wife be kind of rude and shit like, I mean, I'm sure that'd probably bitch slap you out of like, oh, I miss old times. But how does that help move you forward? Because ultimately, I I do think this episode was trying to end on a positive. My, my, my main problem with this episode is it's not clear. It's not precise. It's trying to give you a message that doesn't make any sense. And when it does make sense, it's like, well, you've kind of ruined your chance to make sense. And you're just... You're giving us a whole bunch of you're you're trying to make us feel bad for this character, but you're not giving us enough meat on the bone to do that. And you're just sitting there like racking your brain with like, okay, so he is a depressed guy who goes back, somehow finds himself transported back to 1927. And you have this really interesting idea and concept to introduce, and then you just sit there and do nothing with it. Like it's cool that he sees his his wife and his good friend, but it's just like 
you're you spend like five minutes on this whole segment when you should spend 10 minutes on this whole segment it just doesn't feel enough there and then it has to conclude in 24 minutes and it's just it's not good script writing it really isn't there's nothing yeah. you know even when he goes back it's like you have a script of everything that happens like it doesn't make any sense like you're not giving us any context whatsoever and i think that's what the main problem is is the context is just it doesn't feel... why is there a script why is the script there yeah why are the people fade to black what or something give us some a thread to pull on and there's just yeah. none yeah. it's just like hey yeah. this thing happened it's like if they had done all that and then in the end we had caught something that kind of at least somewhat explained it or like led us down a path that where we could explain it but I'm just having a hard time explaining why that fucking happened. And it's hard to decipher the message from something. I can't even explain what the exactly happened in any, even a vague manner. Yeah. I could just tell what I saw, but what I saw didn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. Do you guys think that they were trying to aim for, and I guess this is, it's hard for us to kind of say it, but like, I think to, you know, like parents and grandparents that are older, you know, you look back on your life and you reminisce and you say, oh gosh, I miss this person. And oh, they're the greatest people in the world. Do you think it would mean more to someone like that, that even if it, even given this, like the weird way that this is laid out, that they would understand it better based on that? Because it is, there, there is a certain way of the execution of this that's really precise, but I have no idea what it's trying to go for. Like I'm with you. I, I don't know, but that's is the it problem. something we're missing? Yeah, we're definitely missing something, but I don't think it's our fault. I think that they did not convey their message well enough. And they just... Stuff happened, but we don't really get any even half-assed explanation as to why. So we're just like, okay, that's the total wet noodle. I mean, like, you know, the first half was fine, but there was just zero payoff to it all. Yeah. Nothing at all. I mean, it's just that that killed it. Yeah. And like, how did how did this how does this moment in 1927 really get his uh, luster back, his charisma back? Like, what is like? She was shitty to him, and the guy was shitty to him, and they're all laughing at him. How is he all of a sudden? I'm, I'm going to stand up for myself instead instead of being meek. It just doesn't make any fucking sense, and it pisses you- me off a little bit actually because it's like you have this interesting setup, and then you just completely go. Right off the cliff, and that's I that's guess what he's maybe doing. it put like his previous life in perspective. He had been like sitting there all this time, saying to himself, "Oh, like the good old days, things used to be so good." And now he's realized they weren't so good. So maybe it makes him want to try and do something with the here and now because he he thought he had this you know fruitful life, but now he's found out not so much. So now he's like, "Well, yeah, I mean that's possible. Right it now. just I don't know. It just that's it a feels stretch, like, though. Yeah." <laughs> Yeah, the way it's set up, it doesn't work that well with that. So, yeah, yeah it's unfortunate. It's um, you know, like I said, like we said, Booth comes back to the stage and he stands up for himself and he tells uh, Spearies like, uh, you, you, you had to come back when we're when we're ready to go. And he tells Sidney Pollock's character, uh, I'm ready and you're right that you know first first rehearsal everybody should be there. And then uh, they kind of go to the table to rehearse, and that's that's the end of the episode. And I'm just like, oh god, Fuck. what's next week's episode? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, before we before we actually finish out the episode, uh, let's do the closing narration before I forget. Mister Booth Templeton who shared with most human beings the hunger to recapture the past moments, the ones that soften with the years. But in his case, the characters of his past blocked him out and sent him back to his own time, which is where we find him now, Mr. Booth Templeton, who had a round-trip ticket into the Twilight Zone. I had a thought, and I don't know, and this is, again, kind of like tossing a stone at a wall and going, okay, is it right or is it just going to break the wall? Um, you know how like in those old movies, you know, when you're trying to get the the wild animal to go back into the woods and you're like, go away. We don't want you. We don't love you. Like, you know, that whole line of thinking. Do you think that yeah. that's maybe what they were going for with this? Like, no one here wants you. We don't want you thinking about us. Maybe that's what they were going for. Maybe. I mean, it's it's hard to say because it doesn't give you indi- any indication of what direction they were going because me myself i look at it and i see it as kind of a realizing how things really were and his whole life outlook has just changed now due to that but who there's not really anything saying that either i don't i don't really know man there's just nothing this is this second half of the episode ruined it all yeah 
Yeah, it's. It, it I just... like last week's better than this. <laughs> <laughs> the I big mean, person to ask point. on that is going to be Nick. You know, where's this, oh, this yeah. one looked more interesting. I mean, it, it had better shots and stuff because they shot it on film. But I was not interested in this story one bit. The only reason I was interested in the first half was wondering what was going to happen in the second. And once nothing happened in the second, then all my interest from the first one dissolved as well. I was just kind of like, well, this episode just is a bust. Yeah. I mean, it was acted well. Yeah. I will say the the set, yeah, the sets looked really nice. Technically, like from a technical perspective, it was, it was made well, it's acted well. Um, Just story. It's, it's all narrative. The story was just like, I can't say it wasn't there. There's a story there, but it's not a story you give a shit about because nothing really happens. Nothing of cons- nothing that's explained to a point to where you can look at it and, and and gather anything from it. I will say this about this. When I when I finished watching it, I didn't feel anything. And it was yeah. one of those things where it wasn't <clears throat> bad, it wasn't good. It was just kind of look at the list and it's like eh. Yeah, that's how I feel. I'm like even watching even watching this right before we started. Uh, I'm just like, cool. <laughs> I guess this is an episode. And you even, Trev, you even said like before, even I watched it and Jacob watched it, like, this isn't really that great of an episode. And it just, it's unfortunate. So, yeah. but again, like the technical aspects, there was a lot of good about it. It just, where it needed it, it just lacked. But yeah, I mean, overall, this episode sucks. Uh, we're just going to put it out there. I'm just going to say it. Now. I mean, I don't even think it sucks so much. It just, it's, it's an, like Jake said, it's it's I hate to, nothing burger. with with anything of this stuff, like anything Twilight Zone related, I hate to call it sucky for the most part or like a nothing burger because we've said ninety percent of these episodes are better than ninety percent of other TV out there. Um it's just it's uh, yeah, that's true. But it's nothing that there's nothing to this episode. It doesn't it doesn't do what the script needs to do <clears> to get it from point A to B. It kind of stops at like point A A point, you know, two and calls it a day. Look, it's like I said, like we agreed earlier, technically, it's not like a uh what was the 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 the, the worst the fever? Yeah. Technical perspective, that one was even bad. I mean, that was just bad all around. Yeah. But this one, like from a technical perspective, it's well acted everybody does fine everything's good it looks great all this and that it just narratively sucks and unfortunately when this is a narrative driven show so when it comes to if you have a a shit narrative then yeah yeah i gotta kind of agree with nick and say that that just kind of you can have all the greatest looking stuff in the world but if you have a shit narrative that's like ground zero right there and if it's shit narrative you got a shit episode i mean i know i just i hate is it as bad as the fever I don't know, man, because narrative is most important. And the one here is just like non-existent. It's just what? Nothing. Nothing. Ha- at the end, I was just like, that's just nothing. I mean, I get it. It's kind of like it's like the English patient. I've used this. I've used this example a lot. The English patient's like this lauded great film. And I'm sure it is to some, but I've tried watching that. And I like highbrow cinema and stuff like that. I've tried watching that fucking movie. And it is just so fucking boring. It looks great, has great acting, like everything is, it's got all kinds of money on the screen. It looks fantastic. But Jesus Christ, it's just the most boring, nothing of a story ever. And so for me, it sucks. I hate to say that because it's got, you know, all this great stuff going on, just like this episode. But like narratively, if the narrative's not there, to me, it sucks. Yeah. No, I get it. I just, I hate to call anything Twilight Zone sucks just because there's that sense of like, it's like, it's like, I understand what you're saying. It's like saying George or uh, uh, James Cameron, like, oh my God, this movie sucks. It's, it's not, it's a different kind of thing, but I I understand. I just, yeah, you're right. This one, no, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, it is, it's lacking in areas that does make it suck. So yeah, it, it sucks. I mean, they got 165 episodes. No, I know, I know. One I mean, hell, oh, Seinfeld one has some shitty episodes. So I mean, it's yeah, yeah it's gonna happen. Trip sometimes, but no, I, yeah, it's, it's just, very true. It was, it is baffling, 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 bafflingly. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of L's in that word. Yes. Um, Baff- how, oh. like 
bad. I'm just I have to say bad. Now I understand what you mean. I hesitate <clears throat> to say bad because there's a lot of quality in the episode, but the narrative is just shit. Really bad. It's shockingly <laughs> nothing. And it's just why did I? I feel like I wasted 24 minutes of my time because just nothing happens. They it's like they do all these things for something to happen for you to get a, a setup like there's a lot of setup and there's just never no payoff yeah or there's never a payoff it's just stuff happens and you're left wondering what the fuck and it's not like an ambiguity like ambiguity is cool and especially with the twilight zone you get ambiguous episodes and endings but even with ambiguity you have to have something there good ambiguity is when you leave something Maybe you don't explain it all the way, but you put something out there so people could say, oh, maybe it's this thread or it's that thread or it could be this or that or the other. This is just, I don't know, shit happened. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know why. <laughs> it just did. There's not well, any idea as to why. <laughs> you watched it t- like 24 minutes. I watched it twice trying to figure out like something. That's a problem. You have to I watch know. this shit it's twice. I know yeah, exactly, that's and that's that's the thing. I I couldn't find anything, so I. I mean, and everything that you, every thread that the, is there for you to tug on, goes nowhere and makes no fucking. It ends with no sense whatsoever, and like the whole the, that whole thing with like them all stopping and like being a play or whatever, like at the speakeasy, that could have been a neat idea if they'd gone somewhere with it, but it. It doesn't. They don't go anywhere meaningful or anywhere for it to make sense. Their their whole message is lost mm-hmm. because their narrative is just more or less not there. It's unfortunate. It really is. It's uh, it could have been so much better than than what we got. Um, with that said, unremarkable episode. We'll kind of leave it at that. But um, there is trouble we'll, with Templeton. <laughs> there is definitely that's the other There's thing. A lot Why, of trouble. trouble with Templeton. It's like it doesn't make any sense to me. It really does. Terrible title. Terrible title. Um, I'm all for anyways. alliteration, but that, yeah, that lot, that that yeah. sucked. But with that yeah. said, we'll we'll head over to the Twilight Zone list, the rankings. That is the greatest thing ever since sliced bread. There is no trouble in this list whatsoever because we are the greatest ever to come up with a list. <laughs> and I did personally did not steal this list from anybody or anyone. I think this is worse than four of us are dying. Like uh-huh. legit, I think this is one of the worst episodes I've ever seen. <laughs> um, I, I agree with you guys. This is worse than last week's episode. Holy shit. I think I'm going to faint. Because last week's episode at least had an interesting <sighs> concept. This this just didn't have anything. <laughs> it had a coherent story. I mean, you may not like the story, but it was coherent. Yeah. You knew what was happening. Let's see. When, when I say this is worse than four of us are dying, that's that's a bad statement for me. Just, no Dutch angles. Yeah. This is worse than 16 millimeter shrine. Well, 16 millimeter shrine is above that. So I'm kind of on board with that. I don't mm. go for it. I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to I'm going to take one further and say I at least understood what the fuck was going on in the fever. Oh, damn. I I mean, the fever was terribly made (laughs) with with the four of us. I mean, with uh, the fever, I at least understood what was going on. It had its technical issues. Yeah, uh, probably just products of its time. But really, the story in the four uh, in the fever was better. The story had something to say. Yeah, it was badly executed. Um, and most of that was technical issues and it was just kind of cheesy, but the story, you know, you have guy who's totally uh, against like gambling and all that and says it's of the devil's this, that, or the other. And he ends up getting caught up in it to the point to where he thinks or is attacked by a psychotic, uh, gambling machine. This one, I don't know if somebody said, tell me what that's about. I don't fucking know, dude takes viagra and goes into a viagra induced hallucination <laughs> i mean i don't really know what the fuck this episode was about and i'm sure there's somebody family. out there who'll be like you just didn't get it and it's got this that yet no i don't know i just you should be able to pick up on what the fucking shit's about just by watching the episode and i don't know anybody who could do that because this one just is not coherent and the in my opinion when it comes to storytelling regardless of what the medium when you're telling a story, the number one thing should be the fucking story. This this ain't it. I didn't walking into this, but as I look at the list and we talked, I think this is the worst episode so far. Well, can you believe he's <laughs> uh, defending the fever? The yeah. bigger question oh, no, that the, I have... Perchance, perchance the dream. I'm defending that. 
think of that. I didn't even Holy take it there. <laughs> well, if you did, you'd have to put it above a lot of really good episodes. So yeah, and I really dislike Perchance to Dream. Maybe not no as much way. as Fever, but I because it's so high, I may quite possibly dislike it more than the Fever, only because it's so high, and I've had to battle it for so long. <laughs> but no, this is this is uh, I think this is the worst. Even our worst episodes, the story, even the four of us are dying. It's story. I understood what was happening. It was all over the damn place. And it was kind of like, well, that doesn't make any sense. But this really doesn't make any sense. Like no. that one, there was things you like, why would that happen? That doesn't make any sense. Why would he do that? This one, you're like, I don't even know what he just did. I don't know what's happening. I don't know why or what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I will say after reading the companion because there's there's not a ton of trivia on this like the only real trivia piece per se is the yeah. fact that the pool from the very beginning was also used in the the bewitching pool which appears Her in the last episode. episode oh my god um no that's just bell <laughs> but um i went looking at the at the companion just to see you know what if anything i could pull out of it to try and pull some meaning and the way that they talk there's a lot of meaning that is behind everything but like you say, like we've kind of said, there is no connection to that. Like what they intended versus what came out was like night and day. It's like a fucking David a... Lynch episode. That's what I was going to say. It's It's got all this, this high art meaning, but it doesn't come through to anyone other than maybe just them or to a, and yeah. regretted, maybe it's a generational thing, but I don't even think it's that. It's like Andy Kaufman comedy. It's only funny to him because he knows the punchline nobody else knows it right i mean it's not funny if nobody knows it doesn't make sense if nobody else knows this bit of information that's what i felt like this whole time in this episode i was like i feel like i'm did i miss a scene i'm missing something here a key piece of info that i just don't have yeah it's it's bad Um... it'd be like if you watched eye of the beholder but the part where they reveal that everybody else looks like a fucking pig monster was totally taken out. <laughs> yeah, right. So she right. just took her bandages off and looked beautiful like everybody else, and she freaks out and runs around, and they want to send her off. But you never saw what the other people looked like. You'd mm-hmm. be like, what the fuck is going on here? That's what I felt like here. Like, there's just this key piece of information I didn't have, and it ain't in the. It's not in there. What if they added Benny Hill music? Would that have made it better? I mean, that always makes everything better. That so true. <laughs> I may have knocked it up a notch or two, but that's it. Are we putting this at 45? I think it, I think it works. I mean, I'm okay with that. Yes. Dutch angles would have saved this. Dutch angles saves everything. Can you imagine me at a Dutch angle? Like, look, already better. Oh, this thing was more like a Dutch oven. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Dork. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm trying to find out where the fever. What was the fever at? What episode was that? Forty-four. Oh, that was. Oh, what number? Oh, it was season one. It was episode seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. Um. Wow. Right after the hitchhiker. Believe Twenty-eight episodes. Um, it was that number. At number. Uh, yeah. What it so, last. Um. Yeah. With that said. Dethroned. Um, <laughs> yeah, the fever is no longer the worst episode of the series. We didn't think that would happen, but it's happened. New number 45 is uh the trouble with Templeton, the new worst episode of the Twilight Zone, which we'll see where it leads to eventually. But um I mean, shit, yeah, man, number- this, this episode is a it's pissing me off more and more. I think about it. Oh shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> at least the fever, we could laugh at it, say this is so bad, we run around going Franklin, Franklin. This one, there ain't even nothing to make fucking fun of. This shit was just fucking boring and not shit was happening. It was just yeah. stuff. You know what would have made this episode better? Fuck this episode. <laughs> wow. You know what would have made this episode better? You know, um, in the uh, uh, Saved by the Bell when Jesse gets on the caffeine pills and she goes, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. If, um, if, if Templeton's wife had like drank a beer and then started doing that, that would have made it better. And then they go into a Benny Hill like montage. That would have been something to laugh at, at least. Yes. Something to talk. I mean, if you're going to go bad, just go full bad. Yeah. Yeah. They went All full right. bland. You never go full bland. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So new number 45 is the Trouble Templeton. Now at the bottom, uh, number one is I the Beholder. Yeah. Did not see that coming, but that's the whole purpose of our series is to talk about the worst. So and talk about the best. So um, will there be an explosion since it's at the bottom? <laughs> Maybe just a, if I can find it, I'll just find another small explosion. 
<laughs> just a shit emoji. Yeah. yeah um, just... I'll do what Jeremy Johns is. Yeah. Dog shit. Um. So anyway, we'll week... say this is horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is turd turdinable. Um. Anyway, so next dumpster week fire, is... bitches. Dumpster fire. Exactly. Yeah, that's mine. So... That's mine. Oh, suck it up, <laughs> cupcake. <laughs> So with that said, uh, next week's episode is, uh, or actually I should say, that's the end of the trouble with Templeton. It's gone. We'll never see it again. Uh, but next week's episode oh. is um, one that is a lot better. I don't know. It's not the greatest episode in the world, but it's a fun episode. Oh, it's, it's so of much course, fun. Yeah, Top it's 10. of course uh, episode <laughs> 10, yeah. It's uh, A Most Unusual Camera, uh, which is directed by John Rich, written by Rod Serling, uh, stars Fred Clark, Gene Carson, Adam Williams, and Marcel Hilaria. It's a fun episode. It has a fun payout. It's it's just a fun episode. So we'll see where that goes. But um, anyways, that'll do it. That'll be our take on season two, episode nine, The Trouble with Templeton. Triv, now that we've talked about this episode and made it our number 45, uh, where can they find uh, your content in you know number 45 in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide? That type of thing. 42? Um, Cups of your anus. 42. <laughs> 63 69 hut hut, hut, hut uh, yeah <laughs> uh, i'm just gonna hold this up no oh, that sounds hold. like a plan that that oh, is always yeah. the best the best plan oh he's so cute oh wait why do you go away bring him because back bring him I have back two quarters. Bring, bring him back please stop me just just talk just no okay fine 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 you can find me here on YouTube at Trivial Theater um I just uploaded Forbidden Zone and uh coming up next is Samurai Cop 2, which is a collab, and it should be a wildly interesting time. Uh, not unlike this episode. So, uh, yeah, you can also find me on Twitter at Trivial Theater. That's Sweet. all I got. And I'm at 200, or 200. I'm at 927 subs, so. 928. 928. 928? Oh, am I? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jacob, you love this episode, Trouble Trimple, Trouble with Trimpletons. Trouble with shrimps. Yeah. Uh, I can't talk right now. Um, if they want to, if they want to, like, thank you for loving this episode. Where can they do that at? Uh, YouTube. (laughs) Good place. Small website, easy to find. (laughs) Check me out at Jake Banner's reviews, where I talk about movies and movie news and stuff like that. Have a show twice a week, Wednesdays, Saturdays. I got it right this time. Um. Nick joins me on the set show called the Almost Awesome Show. And uh, yeah, I would uh, strongly suggest not watching this episode because it sucked balls. And hopefully the stuff (laughs) on my channel does not suck balls. Your stuff does not suck balls. No ball sucking. Except for the good, yeah. Good ass sucking. Lots of tall salad at my channel. It possibly sucks boobs, which is good. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of butt stuff. Just put that way. Butt stuff. You want to do butt stuff? <laughs> because anal. Boob suckage. Because anal. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I am at Movie Emporium. That's where you can find my content in my Twitter account, in my Instagram, in my Cornhub, all that good stuff. Uh, find us on audio feeds like, you know, Anchor and Audio Boom and Smellcast and uh, lots of lots of lots of Viagra cast and uh, <laughs> be a Google great Play podcast name. Amazon Music. <laughs> and uh uh cups of your anus and um yeah so anyways without further ado i'm leaving trib's leaving jacob's leaving we're going to the past to not have to watch this episode ever again and uh for myself jacob and trib we'll see you guys next time in the twilight zone peace out see ya bye